no matter what business you're in, we're all in the business of marketing. Once you've landed on a great core concept, designed and created a great course, the next big step to tackle is to bring your course to market. And so part three of my Earn Your Worth series is focusing on marketing your online course. Let's get going. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every episode, I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hello, and welcome back to the third and final part of my Earn Your Worth limited series. In part one, I shared how to think about the topic for your online course or program and talked about identifying a core concept, something you can really lean into and get excited about, and then your audience will too. Then last time in the second installment, we looked at what worth it actually means in practice. And I went through how to build a performance boosting course that delivers real value and how you can make sure your course design is really going to deliver a tangible result and impact your participants. When you do your research and look at what's happening in the lives and businesses of your target audience, you can make sure you're marketing an online course that truly has value and currency. When you have your big idea and you've floated it, created a product around deliverable results, you can focus your passion, skills and expertise into cultivating the demand. You'll be offering something different than the usual commodity and your unique value proposition then attracts better clients and means you can charge higher fees. Now, before you take your product to market, you'll probably have had some subtle promotion going on just by talking to people about what you're doing, the course you're building and doing your initial market research. And if you really targeted people who are in your uh, desirable demographic, your niche, and that interview group is usually a great source of potential customers you can market your online course to once it's ready to pilot, at least for the first beta run. And if you've run a successful course pilot already and you're ready to roll things out, ramp things up and market your online course to a wider audience, then today's episode will give you lots of ways to get your product out there. How exactly you'll be promoting and marketing your online course or program will depend a lot on whether you're recruiting organizations to buy a training for their staff or you're enrolling individuals yourself directly. The customer journey for B2B and B2C are very different. Today, I'm mostly focusing on marketing directly to consumers who are paying themselves, but there's still a lot that's transferable to a B2B marketing plan, so I'll make mention of that. And I'm going to start with the elephant in the room. The thing I hear so often from my clients is, I'm really good at teaching and coaching and helping my students, but I really suck at marketing. So let's tackle that one first of all. Why do educators suck at marketing or feel like they do? 
Being a subject expert and being a great marketer don't always go hand in hand. You know this and I know this. So becoming an educational entrepreneur is daunting. Stepping into the online course business, the business of selling courses, not just creating content and delivering courses, it's not without its challenges for most people. And because I come from a background of academia, it's probably not such a big leap for me, but I totally understand how those two things are completely different parts of your business and completely different skill sets. But you know, universities and colleges, even 10 years ago, were not that great at selling their courses either. In the UK, they didn't have to sell until the introduction of student tuition fees in 2012. And suddenly there was this big sea change with students at the heart of everything, students as customers, in terms of recruitment, hitting their numbers, giving great service. And it meant there was much more focus on curriculum planning, market research at the start, um, thinking about business intelligence, application of knowledge, those kind of things you know, were not part of the process originally. And not all universities and colleges were really, really good at it. It's great for my consulting business at the time because that's what we help people with. Um, we work particularly in the education sector. And so those, um, those organizations that didn't have those skill sets were really struggling to bring in the numbers. For sole traders who are consultants, coaches and experts, our business is focused on service, on helping people. We may be great at what we do, but we're often reluctant to move into that selling mode. And for educators, the whole concept of self-promotion and sales can feel really uncomfortable. But if you don't know how to bring your course to market, your awesome product won't have any impact and you won't be in business for long. No matter what business you're in, we're all in the business of marketing. Once you've landed a great core concept, designed and created a great course, Marketing your online course is the next big step to tackle. When marketing your online course, focus on communicating the benefits from a place of service, not pitching, but positioning your offer. So you provide clarity, you illuminate what's standing in the way of what they want and need, and you show them how what you do helps. Once you learn how to get your core concept course offer in front of the right audience to focus on the business of serving, not selling, the sky's the limit. Remember in part one, we looked at helping people see the performance gap. And in part two, you learned how your course reduces or eliminates that gap and so boosts performance. Well, marketing your online course is an extension of this. It's all about creating the demand narrative, a story that people can see what was previously not clear to them. By taking your ideal client on a journey from where they are to where they want to be, you bring them into a version of that story that features them or their team or the organization. And now you've set the scene, you're in a great place to make the offer and make the story a reality for them. There's nothing more that's going to give you joy and motivate you to get your awesome course out into the world than coming up with a great name for it. So be creative and get inspired about creating a magnetic name for your course. Marketing your online course effectively means coming up with a compelling name that's going to stand out, grab the right people's attention and speak to your ideal clientele's most burning need. The title or the name of your course or program won't always be the exact core concept you came up with. 
that it's usually very closely aligned with it. Think about what your perfect person wants to do better, faster, more of, and so on, and identify a few exciting active verbs that capture it. Words like accelerate, ignite, sparkle, momentum, get unstuck, soar, these all really play to the emotion behind our needs and wants. You want people to say, yes, that's what I want. Improving the success of names for products, programs and services and how you package your offers all stem from this. I do a lot of work with my clients around brand positioning and coming up with names is one of the most fun parts of the work we do together. But there are little tools that can help you brainstorm. Just Google course title generator or something like that and have a play. A key driver to selling your online course is finding that wonderfully magnetic, catchy name. But sometimes you can be too clever about it. Sometimes you just want it to do what it says on the tin kind of thing. Clear is better than clever. And remember, as with all your branding and marketing materials, focus on what you deliver. The emphasis should be on the results that your program helps people achieve. Next, you'll want to come up with a tagline or strap line that sets out the gap you help people close. I had fun coming up with a few examples. Let's say you're in the diet and nutrition business and your course might be called mm, The Energy Diet and the tagline would go something like this, changing lives one meal at a time. Say you're a relationship coach, your program may be titled Empowered Dating for Introverts and the tagline may promise no tears dating for shy women. What about a business around equality and diversity? That's more of a B2B offer. So here I might tone down the fun, but keep the impact with something like the Inclusive Workplace Coaching Program, IWC for short. And a great tagline might be along the lines of helping managers recruit, lead and inspire diverse teams. For my own program, it's called the Leveraged Business Accelerator. And the tagline is Helping ambitious entrepreneurs work smarter, not harder. Do you notice a common pattern? In all those, it's super clear who it's for and what's the big promise. And that's often hard to do with just the title on its own, which is why the tagline really helps you open up the specificity of your program. So next, let's talk about the sales narrative. How do you get people to understand what it is that your program does in more detail. So here's five questions that you can include in your sales narrative. Because if you're delivering any kind of transformative change, as distinct from no more products, people buy those more high-end, high-value programs because they want to learn how to achieve a specific outcome that the course promises to deliver. And at one level, this may be learning something new. It may be something in their blind spot, which can end up being life-changing or performance boosting. But on its own, learning something new usually won't change things too much or too quickly. Perhaps you can bring about a shift in mindset that creates behavioral changes, but it's going to happen over time. Likewise, your courses might teach a key skill that your participants are missing that's impacting performance individually or in a team. But again, by itself, that's unlikely. Generally speaking, if you want transformation, there needs to be some kind of dialogue and feedback on the application of what people are learning, 
whether knowledge, skills, or both. So before you start marketing your core concept course offer, first get clear on the transformation and what levels it occurs during, after, and long after you've delivered your program. So here's the five questions that's going to help you pull your sales narrative together. One, why this concept is something they should care about. Two, what's the pain or problem they have that you're tackling? Three, why should they want what your course delivers? Four, why you're the one to deliver it? And five, why your specific approach is necessary to deliver it? If you tell the story, the hero journey, if you like, people can more clearly see themselves in it and appreciate the value in what you're offering as well as understand why you include X, Y, and Z in your program. They're also better equipped to appreciate why your course or program is different and better than other programs. This is equally the rule of thumb for both B2C and B2B. The difference with business to business is you're selling into an organization. So there are different levels your course is impacting, individuals, teams, departments, and organizational change. And there's likely to be short, medium and longer term outcomes that you can set out as the trajectory for change. Now we'll look at how to present your course to an online audience. You're first going to need to be crystal clear on the value proposition for your online program or course, its relevance and importance to your target market. Once you're clear, it feels so much more straightforward to build out the rest, the positioning, the branding, the pricing. Most businesses don't give enough attention to good messaging and getting their offer right and take much longer to become profitable. Or sometimes they just think, oh, well, that didn't work. But it's actually that the product's great. You just haven't given people enough of an insight into how it's great for them. When your prospect's clear on what you do and how it fits their needs, they can more easily say yes to it. Sounds obvious, I know. This process starts with your marketing and your sales page. When structured and written correctly, your promotional material is all part of the learning experience for your audience. As you take your visitors on a journey to learn more and more about your program, your ideal participant is drawn in and able to make an informed decision to sign up. Here's a typical sales funnel for marketing your online course. First, you're going to need a landing page that captures interest and contact details. Then you're going to create a series of emails that guide the people through the problems for which you've got the knowledge of the solutions. You're going to make an offer at some point once the relationship is a little bit more developed. And that offer is going to provide those solutions, perhaps through an ebook or a report or a video series. You're also going to upsell so that they can get additional support, so that they can work with you in a deeper way. And this is where you can have a basic standard program and a premium VIP version. They get more contact with you. They get mentoring. They get extras. They get bonuses. They get a mastermind event. You know, whatever it is that you bolt on there to make them even more successful with the program. And in a very practical way, there's also some things that you don't want to forget in marketing your online course. There's five things really to get right in the digital marketplace. The first is appearance. This is all about where your course offer sits, 
whether it's a simple landing page, a lengthy sales page, or a video sales letter. Think about how you're going to present the demand narrative in an attractive and compelling way. If your course is offered within a dedicated learning management system or LMS or a membership site, you'll still have a page that outlines what the course is about, who it's for, what the outcomes are for participants, as well as the basic information about dates, duration, etc. What kind of teaser will you send out? What kind of promotional launch content can you use to really get people engaged? What about social media posts? How you present your offer and the appearance of your pages is a really important part of it, but it's not the only thing. A good offer should stand in its own merit, even if you just drop it into an email by text. But when you wrap the the imagery around it and give it life through maybe a video, it really starts to resonate and come home to people a lot more in a, a lot more compelling way. The second thing to get right is interaction. And again, if you can follow repeat business and referred business rules, include social proof on your website or sales brochure. It showcases your services as professional, credible, trustworthy and dependable. Another great marketing tactic is to get your audience to react and interact with you. You see this a lot on social media now. You want them to share your promotional pieces with their own connections and networks. Most likely your target audience hangs out with people similar to themselves, like-minded or in a similar profession, stage of life and so on. So you really do have to ask because sometimes they won't just do it on their own. They won't even think to do it. And so, you know, their friends and colleagues are probably also in the same demographic. So ask them specifically to share this. The third thing to get right is around mobile. Many people spend a lot of time browsing the web through their mobile devices. They may not go through the course on a mobile, but it's useful to know if you're designing the course to display equally well on mobiles, tablet and desktop. But you definitely want to make sure when marketing your online course that those pages are mobile friendly. Mobile responsive websites are now a requirement, not an option, since 84% of mobile users shop via mobile. The fourth area to get right is technology. This one's simple. Make sure you remove technical challenges for your buyers. One of the biggest causes of cart abandonment is when a page won't load properly or a link doesn't work, but also when a buyer has to jump through too many hoops to purchase. The same can sometimes happen with your invoicing or payment processes for selling to organizations too. So make it only as detailed as necessary. Make it lean, you know, strip out any unnecessary wasteful um, steps and ensure that your process is easy to follow and to get done. And finally, the fifth one to bear in mind is time to market. In marketing your online course, make sure your people are getting your messages at a time that fits their time zone and ideal time of day. Otherwise, you'll wonder why nobody's buying. Think of ways to get in front of your audience at a time when they're most likely to pay attention. And give your online course the lead time it needs to recruit well. If you're too close to the enrollment deadline, you may end up being disappointed. Start promoting at least two to three weeks ahead 
and map out the campaign so you know what you'll be doing each day in the run-up to Cart Open. You can even drop an offer after Cart closes for people who didn't quite make the deadline if you want to give them a one-last-chance opportunity or offer a downsell. Let's talk about finding your ideal clients and using resonant marketing. What do I mean by that? Well, leveraging your expertise and indeed owning your worth is all about finding the right people you can help. You want people to resonate with the messaging that you're putting forward. In the consulting or coaching space, there's such a huge variation in what people charge for your services, whether it's an hour of your time or a day of your time or a full project management engagement over a few weeks or months. You want to attract people who seem the best fit for what you're hoping to work with them on who can reach your price of entry without needing to get some freebie or discount all the time, who believe that you can help them achieve a specific result they want, and who trust what you're saying and appreciate your time and insights on a discovery session or enrolment call. You want to be the hunter, not the hunted. To clarify, You want to have potential clients find you and ask to work with you rather than you having to go find them and chase them and make a presentation or pitch them in some way. How refreshingly amazing would that be to have clients seek you out? So to get to that higher level of brand positioning, you need to become distinctive and slightly famous, at least in the digital arena. No more ridiculous superficial conversations at networking events that you never wanted to go to, let alone at breakfast time. The last one I ever attended when I said enough's enough, I was standing around like a spare part at a wedding or a lemon, pick your metaphor. The tipping point was attempting to shake hands or grab a business card whilst balancing a cup of coffee and a bacon roll. A skill of contortion I never mastered, all whilst attempting to hold an engaging conversation. I mean, come on. (laughs) So that was it for me. No more pointlessly handing out business cards that got tossed into the garbage. In today's digital arena, most connections begin either with a direct outreach and referrals or on social media. If you have an existing list, you can drop an offer in any time and see what happens or invite people to hop on a call because you've an idea you'd like to get their view on. But outside your own circle, if you want to make an impact in the plethora of businesses, influencers and marketers, it's not enough to create a profile with a pic and a bio. Even if you have a narrow niche, you still are going to need to stand out. The first step is to brand yourself. That means creating some kind of character around yourself, compelling concept and wrapping that around a strong message that becomes your professional and personal identity online. Three truths that I've learned that ensure success. Number one, if you don't have a clear brand identity, no one will notice you or pay attention to you. Number two, if you don't give value, no one will engage with you. And three, if you don't create original content, no one will see you as a leader or authority. When you give value, you're making meaningful connections with other people. But what I get asked all the time is, how do you establish yourself as a value provider? How do you get the word out? Well, let's hop back to social media as one starting point. 
social media comes in all forms, shapes and sizes. So don't be put off. It's a great place to go because that's where most influencers and networkers hang out who can help you get your message out. Whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn, it doesn't matter. YouTube or podcasts, Instagram or Twitter. Pick the one where your audience hangs out and where you can shine. And if you're looking for a powerful marketing tool, here's a great tip. Use stories. When you read something or hear something or see something, is it the facts that influence you or the narrative? I'd argue strongly for the narrative. The use of stories in communication is age old and very effective. Our brains are wired for stories. In fact, there's a whole field of study and practice around storytelling as an art and a science. I've talked about my friend and colleague, Lisa Bloom. This is where she shines, using stories to pull in an audience and have them really resonate with the points that she's making. I was helping her facilitate her Selling Through Story program and it was just so enlightening to see the power of storytelling especially learning how to do it well. It's really worth spending some time on. Stories are a really powerful marketing tool. In business, we use testimonials all the time, right? But have you thought about using stories to help people visualize the benefits of your product or service, to help bring home the real messaging that you're trying to get across? This works best because it allows people to make sense of the data they receive, to make meaning from hard facts. We remember stories way better than facts. I'd like to give you now a step-by-step checklist to launch your course. And that's what we're going to finish up with. While building an audience may happen over time as you're researching, creating and piloting your course, launching your course is a whole different ballgame. And even if you've got a rolling program and you're supporting people one-to-one as they move through the course, you'll still need some methods or tools to attract potential customers, build your marketing funnel and sign people up. So here's a simple checklist and the non-digital and digital tools that support each step of the process. First, you've got to attract the right audience and you do that with your sales page. Now, this can just be a PDF or that you can email people um, or they can print it or you can even post it real old school. But it can also be a nicely designed page with great copy that sits on your website and you can give that link out really easily. The next is to build a pipeline so that you can have a list of people to market to. For B2B or in the absence of a marketing tool, you can keep a card deck or a simple spreadsheet to manage your list since you're not looking at hundreds or thousands of contacts. If you're sending out a newsletter, maybe it's print um, or perhaps by email, then you may want to automate some of that to leverage your time reaching out to people one by one or mass mailing, which may land you in trouble with your email provider. If you want to attract new contacts and make it easy for your online audience to sign up to your list, you can get a standalone landing page where you can offer a free resource or a lead magnet. People give their name and email to get this freebie from you and it starts the process of you having a relationship with them via the messages you send them. They join your email mailing list. The best system to use is a email marketing system and this helps to capture your leads and begin the nurture process. 
with a series of automated email messages. So something like MailerLite or ActiveCampaign or Aweber, with those you can actually create a landing page or an opt-in box on your homepage and integrate the email system with the website. You'll want to send them a welcome sequence that basically says, hi, welcome, and delivers the free thing you're giving them and then moves them through a series of carefully crafted email messages over time through an automated workflow. This builds and nurtures the relationship in that your contact can get to know you. For some, you can drop in further valuable resources, invite them to reply with a view or question, hop on a call, come to a virtual training. You can test the water with one or two low-cost offers or invite them to buy your book or join your group. Basically, you want to keep them engaged, interested and ideally interacting with you so that when it comes time to launch your course, they are predisposed to it. They now know you, like you and trust you and doing the course or program feels like a good next step for them. I'm still super proud about the open rates on my email list because I've been running it for quite a long time and I don't send out a whole bunch of emails, but the open rates are still around 30% or more. And if you want to get on my list, um, you just have to download one of the freebies that's on the site. So if you go to jallison.com and you go to the academy under there, you'll see free stuff and on that page, there's a whole bunch of stuff that may well appeal to you. And if you download any of those, it'll ask your name and email address. And then you will get on my list and you'll start to see the series of emails that I send out. So the final part of this is to launch your course. And at the appropriate time in your launch campaign sequence, you can email your list to make the offer your course. You'll want to do this in an engaging way over a few messages, not abruptly in a single message. And that's why it's more of a launch campaign than the nurture sequence that you send after they first sign up to your list. You'll need to have a way to take the booking and payment as well. And then hooray, you are on your way to filling your course. So one of the hardest things I think with marketing your online course is if you don't have an audience, it's hard to drop a course offer in when you don't have um, a big list. But that same number of people who are on your list, whether it's 10 or 20 or 100 or 500, it's really about that message market match because you can have 10 people on your list and have half of them sign up for your course. So don't fall into the trap of thinking it's all about building a great big list. Obviously, the more people that you have, the more chance you have that a number of them will say yes. But there's also a likelihood that you have people on your list who really aren't a very good match for what you do. And sometimes they just forget to unsubscribe, right? So sometimes you find that they've subscribed at some point and they just haven't opened anything. They haven't clicked on anything. And some people go around and they clean their list up because, you know, it really does impact um, the numbers and doesn't give you a good picture of how engaged your your people are on your list. So um, I hope that's helpful. Uh, a summary over our three part series to earn your worth, you now have three pieces of the puzzle to launch your course. First, I shared how to identify a core concept to build a course offer around. 
And second, you learned about creating a performance boosting course design. So you make sure to deliver on the promised outcomes. And now with this final piece, you'll be able to work out a plan to bring it to market, to promote it to your target audience, wherever they hang out. And look, if you have questions or you want some advice, send me an email, like reach out. I'd love to hear from you. I'd be so interested to hear what your core concept, your big idea is all about. So please do feel free to drop me a line and share. Tell me how the online course building is going. What's coming up for you? So get in touch. I always love getting your messages, getting your questions, and also to hear any other topic that you'd like to see covered on the show. Just drop it into the submit a question inquiry or voice memo at jallison.com forward slash podcast forward slash QA. That's it for today. Take care of yourself and let me know how it goes. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.